Welcome in to the Fun Astrology Podcast for Wednesday, June the 1st. Thomas Miller here. Thanks for joining us. I was up on the Blue Ridge Parkway a couple of nights ago watching this beautiful sunset, and it dawned on me as I was up there that we have three weeks left until the longest day of the year in the Northern Hemisphere, (laughs) and then the days get shorter. The awareness of time, ah, and yet through the lens of astrology, makes it interesting. All right, I thought we would do something today to take a step back, and part of what I think we should be doing here is taking a look at the macro occasionally. We're going to be doing this also on Old Soul, New Soul, get Robert's perspective on some things. But I think, you know, I've done this for a couple of years now of just talking about the daily transits and we talk about some of these ways that they affect our lives. And that's the main course around here. But maybe a little appetizer or dessert or whatever you want to call it. We know that we are not in normal times. And how do we know that? Well, we go back to an anchor point in time, January 12, 2020 when the planets Saturn and Pluto conjoined in the sky. It happened in the United States in the morning. Even if you were on the West Coast, you wouldn't have seen it, but we sure could see it on the chart. That happened in the sign of Capricorn, a Saturn-ruled sign. And because Pluto takes 247 years to go around the sun, we don't have many of those alignments in Capricorn over the last 1,000 years. So it's pretty easy to pattern and see what has happened in the past and then project that onto what might be happening now. They always were era shifts. Something that was established was taken down and replaced by something else. The initial periods after Saturn and Pluto aligned were followed by challenges. Wars, famines, pestilences, pandemics. I have quite a few podcasts in the past on this. If you search Saturn Pluto, hopefully in the search list, you would get a list that was manageable if you wanted to go back and listen. I'm not going to rehash that. But in light of that, you know, it's like we can't forget the big picture when we get caught up in the daily. Let's think about some of the things that we might see in the chart that could apply to this current situation and then compare it to what we see going on around us and see where astrology can help be a guide. Not trying to gloom and doom here, not trying to be a crier in the streets. I'm just trying to see where does the chart align with the headlines, and then what, if anything, should we do? Now, Monday, we talked about some of the planet's structure right now and mentioned how much there was going on in Taurus. Its ruler, Venus, Uranus, the North Node, Mercury in retrograde, and like I said, until the 21st, till the solstice, the sun is there as well. You know, one of the little analogies that I've always said is to think of a Taurian person, and this isn't an unfair stereotype, but I like to use it. It's fun, and it kind of gets the point across. I've always said, don't get between a Taurian and their garden. (laughs) People uh, with strong Taurus love to grow things in the ground, and they're good at it. The other thing that I've always said is a Taurus, you know, Taurus signature is when you go outside, you kick off your shoes or your sandals, and you dig your toes into the earth because you just want to connect and ground with the earth. It's about the earth. Well, it also rules agriculture and crops, farming, growing, harvesting, food, 
If a Torian likes to grow a garden, then what do you get from the garden? This is all under Taurus. Now, Mercury rules the shipping of food, transportation, everything transportation. Mercury's in retrograde. I know it happens all the time, and this does not happen all the time when Mercury goes in retrograde. But what we are seeing here are alignments of energies and symbolisms that are creating an issue. Now, when we put up the United States, July 4th, 1776, at 5.10 p.m. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, called the Sibley chart, Ebenezer Sibley, that chart has Taurus at the cusp of the sixth house. One of the subtle characteristics of the sixth house that often isn't mentioned, you know, usually sixth house, oh, that's your job, oh, that's your health. But one of the things we don't mention is agriculture. It rules crops. It rules food, at least the production of it. Well, if you put all of that in an equal house system, and I've been using that simply because of all the things you've been hearing over on Old Soul, New Soul about Robert talking about this. And by the way, on Friday, we're going to have a great question from Lizzie Grace on the house system and kind of some of the alignments in there. But if you put all this in an equal house system, you get the cusp of the sixth house is at 12 degrees Taurus. Right now, Uranus is sitting at 16 degrees Taurus. In August, Uranus will station retrograde. Over the course of those months that it will be retrograde, it comes all the way back, not to 12, but it does get to 14. So it's not going to kiss the cusp on the lips, but it's going to butterfly kiss it at least. Bottom line is, for the next several months, we have Uranus flirting with the cusp of the sixth house. And remember, cusp crossings amplify a planet. We've got Uranus amplifying Taurus. And I know Mercury, thank goodness, turns direct here in a little bit. But we do have this signature of this backwardization, if you will, in the things related to that cusp, which is food. Supply, production, distribution, etc. And then when I go on Costco to order a bag of quinoa, I see product not found. When I go searching a couple of other mass bulk producers, I see sorry for the delayed shipping. We're getting to all of our orders as best we can. Expect delivery in two to three months. All of a sudden, I start looking at that chart, and I think, where is astrology leading us here? What is it showing us? Now, this and so many of the other things as we go through all of this will be just like the pandemic kind of gave us the groundwork. Everybody, I think, has to make their own individual decisions. There's nothing that I could say here that is right for you, and then for the next person and the next person, everyone's situation is different. But... Everybody listening to this has something in common, and it's not your navel. <laughs> it is intuition. We need to learn to tie into our own intuition, because in times like this, it will tell you what you need to do. The other thing I would say that we focus on also are synchronicities. So let the universe guide. Don't think that you have to push against the river of life here. You can flow with the river, but be conscious, be awake, be aware. The symbolism is there. And then, once you've received that answer from higher source, do it. 
<laughs> it's not like a commentary, a comment box on social media. It's not for you to opine whether you agree or disagree or how that landed for you, etc. Do it. That's your higher guidance. I think everybody in this space agrees that's about a 90% threshold of accuracy. So that would be my advice for this one particular observation of things that are going on that could be, could be bridges that we may be crossing now that could be more in the headlines in the months ahead. Don't know. We'll see. And we will watch together. Hope this helps. A little bit different than what we normally do, but I think it's relevant. Have a good day. We'll see you back tomorrow.